and welcome everyone to episode 104 of One Piece at a Time, the One Piece read-through podcast where we read and discuss five chapters of the One Piece manga each and every week. I'm your host, Derek Bittner, and I'm joined by my wonderful co-host and freelance letterer at Shonen Jump, Brandon Bovia. How you doing, Brandon? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, I'm, of course, Brandon Bovia, letterer of manga like Kaiju number 8 and uh, Dragon Ball Super. Um, <laughs> I got... Two really like bizarre projects in yesterday that I can't talk about for a while, but oh, <laughs> I'll have some I'll have some fun stuff to talk about soon. Uh, so that's that's what I've been up to lately. Uh, and otherwise, just you know, at the grind of of currently. I don't think I've ever mentioned this to you. Uh, I, I don't know. I uh, I also work on a manga series called uh, Devils a Part Timer. Uh, that's that's oh. what I've literally got. I've literally got it up right now. Oh, nice. I actually, I have a friend <laughs> who really today. loves that show. Uh, that, well, the anime. I don't know about the manga. I assume the manga as well, yeah. but yeah. Well, the, the uh, it, it's a light novel originally, so I, I have no idea how the source material is, and I've only seen the first season of the anime way back when. And I've been working on it only for the past, like, oh, God, I don't even remember, since, like, 2019, maybe. So, like, the past, like, four, four or five years. And so, and, and the, the content that I'm on is like super different just in no. terms of like tone. And so I just kind of got thrown into it. Like, Oh God, what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> got to read the past chapters and catch up with what the, what the heck's going on. I keep, yeah, I keep saying that I'll do that. I haven't done that yet. So I, I cause I, I, I only work on it like once a year. Uh, oh. since the, they've been caught up uh, with the Japanese release. So every, every time I work on it, I'm like, Oh yeah, I'll have to read the rest of this. And then just like never do. <laughs> <laughs> it happens sometimes. But speaking of other manga, uh, we are actually going to be rolling in some extra content with this set of chapters because we're still doing the five uh, One Piece chapters. But you know what? Life is a very funny thing where, <laughs> man, you remember talking about the fact that we're going to be getting a anime based on monsters, the short from Oda that uh, yeah. ties in for, ties in with One Piece just yeah. very, very slightly. Well, wouldn't you know it, that came out this week as we're recording this. And also, mm -hmm. once you know it, the chapters we're covering deals and finishes off the story of that character. Yes. And not only that, <laughs> we did not play this. Into, no, we did not. And it also ends up tying together in a really super weird and cool way that we just, it's just this one fell into our lap. It wasn't a like, like it was literally, it came out in between recording, basically. Like this is, this is the soonest that we could have recorded a discussion about monsters and <laughs> it just so happens to be the week that we covered the Ryuma fight. It was just one of those things where it's it's almost fate because if we hadn't decided to do the movies, if we hadn't decided to do live action One Piece as well, we would yeah. have been far past this point and would have had to. Yeah, if we hadn't to decided to uh, take off weeks for various reasons, <laughs> the universe lined up. I'm bewildered, but yes, we're not only yeah, going to be covering great. our five chapters, but we'll be covering both the Netflix special and the original one shot because, Hey, the Viz app put it up and it's free to read right now. So there you go. Yeah. You. Which is serendipity. You know, I think they, they had their finger on the pulse on that one. <laughs> yeah. I don't hear they a lot do. of people talking about it, but who knows? Maybe we'll start the conversation. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> either way, uh, we'll, we'll get to monsters eventually for now though. We have to, uh, to start with chapter 466 conclusion. And, well, things are getting interesting with Neru with this. He finds this underground city in that hole that they were, that the pirates were trying to dig up. There's a whole moon society. I, I guess apparently. so. I, I, it reminds me of how, like, there was, 
here's the, all the ancient stuff underneath the clouds and on Skypea. So yeah, yeah. He's just all about the ruins in Eru. He's <laughs> <laughs> just all right. Hey, he's that's I don't know. He just finds himself in ruins all of the time. I guess so. But uh, it, well, that'll have its own intrigue for now, though. Uh, we got to finish off this fight between Usopp and Perona, where Usopp is basically explaining to her and us, just in case there's coming in at the moment, that you were a ghost. You could walk through some stuff. You seem to be just imper- impervious, but you ran from me initially. So you had to have your real body at that time. So I just needed to find it. And there it is. So you can't trick me anymore. I know which, what's actually going on here. And... Perona basically lays it all out there. It's like, oh, I'm not actually a ghost. That that my real body is controlling. My soul can actually go from my body and make me a ghost with my own will. Which is kind of a cool power either way. <laughs> you know, I, with that last little, uh, explaining that last little bit, this is kind of a cool idea. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse, carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see, we could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Yeah. Did we ever get a devil fruit name for her? Because this has to be a devil fruit. Devil fruit. I, I think so. Oh God, I don't remember what it is. I think, I think we did, but now... I'm second guessing myself and blanking I am too. Out. Like I'm, I feel like we did, but you don't get it mentioned here or, or a reminder. And she does. She is not the type that goes, you know, gum gum or whatever for yeah. for her attack names. So I, it's obviously a devil fruit. This just this just isn't a natural ability. Okay. Yeah. So it is the it's the the hollow hollow fruit. Ah, the hollow hollow fruit. Okay. 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 Yeah. But Usopp says that this is his chance to. You know, take out her real body and finish the fight. So he uh, takes out his, you know, the Kabuto, fires off a shot, and misses. Yeah, uh, it was a dud. Which I thought at first, I was like, well, that's uncharacteristic, especially at point blank range. But <laughs> they just sort of move on from it. Based on what he had done before, I'm like, okay, this is a plan. <laughs> There's yeah, no way yeah. this is not a plan. <laughs> uh, what the plan is, I don't know. But uh, yeah, we get a special, ho- special hollow. Uh, basically a giant version of those little guys that have been blowing up on Usopp this entire time, and it clamps down over his head. He's going to get blown to bits if this thing goes Yeah, there's like even a this is the, the cute little visual of, of him imagining, just pop. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but this also serves as a distraction for Perona, so she's able to get back into her own body, and is like, ah, that's a, it's, it's finally over, so here, kamikaze wrap, blow you up. And nothing happens because freaking Usopp with yes. the dial. Yeah. Stuff the entire explosion into that dial is just amazing. And then we realize yeah. what he actually did. He lied. It wasn't a big bang star he shot at her. It was a sticky star that has pinned her to the bo- the wall. Yes. And God. And then I, uh, what I love about this is just like, I, I don't know. This is Usopp at his peak to me. It's just mm. like. Range fighting, tricks and traps, and always kind of keeping the reader on their toes. Just the combination of bringing the dials back again and then just, like, knowing that, like, okay, being able to 
realize that like Perona's weakness is like he's you know trying to prepare that like her body is useless. So once she gets back into her body, like I need to make sure that she doesn't move. And just being able to kind of figure that all out on the fly is really cool. Yeah, it, honestly, it, it shows that that fight he did against Luffy was not a fluke. No, absolutely not. Yeah, because he, yeah, he knew Luffy, but he was able to use those tricks, and now we're seeing that trick used against an actual enemy, and it's so good using having him do that impact dial against that that Lieutenant Hippo, and you can see it's still affecting him, where it's like, oh god, my arm, uh, but it's yeah. still enough for him to finish it off and to send off his shiny black star. Which are basically just his roach stars, where he starts sending a bunch of roaches all roach. over. I forgot about this part, and I'm I'm with Perona on this. She's oh, like same. flipping out, just like, oh god, oh god. I'm like, uh, uh, uh. I I'd be the same way. Roaches are my least favorite bug. They freak me out, so I'd I be hate, losing yeah. my mind. Yeah, and then not only that, while Perona is like freaking out, you you flip the page, and then you see Usopp <laughs> bring out the ten ton hammer. <laughs> I'm known as the strongest man in the East Blue. And Perona's like, I can't escape. I'll die if you hit me with that and get these roaches off me. Please don't. Please, please, please. And he just goes golden pound and explodes over her head, and it's enough to freak her out. It was another fake. Yeah, and she's just that she passes out, foaming at the mouth. Yep, and even better, it's actually just toys. <laughs> the, yeah, the roaches. toy roaches. <laughs> yep. God, this I was pumping my fists. Like this is a great fight from Usopp. Maybe one of my favorites, actually. It might be because like up to this point, it just seems like you just seem to have some grit and will, some maybe good uh, like ideas. This is him just as commander of his craft, putting it all together, and yeah. Uh, I love that. Or he said, it was your mistake to challenge me in a duel of negativity and lying. <laughs> Friggin' fantastic. My God. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but that's not even the end because we have the, the apparently the fight between Zoro and Ryuma. And it doesn't seem to be going so good for Zoro as they're all now on top of the building and he's crashing down onto the roof. Things are definitely breaking apart. Yeah, you don't know what's going on yet, but I mean, you see um, Brooke saying like that samurai never gave it his all when he was fighting me. And then you just see Vyuma just like covered in what looks like smoke. Yeah, he's just looking yeah, badass, it, like, like covered in flames. Like what technique is that? It's a rad that? shot. Yeah, you're like, whoa. Friggin' awesome. And they're just like, you know, the samurai said something and Zoro's down on his back. It's like, oh God, Zoro just got his butt kicked apparently. Yeah. And we find out five minutes ago where how this all began. And, you know, Zoro's still claiming, I want to take the, the, the Shisui. And he's, you know, they size each other up a bit. It's like, oh, you have three swords. It's like, eh, one of them is broken, but I don't feel right without it, so I still wear it. And uh, it's, the Ryuma's just like, oh, is that some kind of circus act with uh, three swords? And I, I, I love the, the showdown between these two. It feels yeah kind of epic. The- the banter's awesome. And then, like, once they just, like, start getting into it, of course, like, this is also Zoro just, like, in his element. You see him just with that, like, just devious grin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I love how Frankie's freaking out and Brooke is freaking, ha- freaking out. And it, it's it's so cool. I just yeah. And even now, just like, with that line earlier where Brooke was like, you know, that Samurai never gave it is all when he was fighting me. And I feel like you see that right from the start of this fight. Like Brooks, like, Oh, <laughs> he was not taking me seriously at all. And then the Abad uh, droid put punches a hole in the, in the side, not a slice. It's a friggin' yeah, hole. Oh, yep. 
Yep. <laughs> from his thrust. And like, yeah. Oh, that, this is going to be a good fight for Zoro. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I just, I love that Zoro is like, he's not intimidated really. He's just like, yeah, excited. this is what I wanted. <laughs> yeah, he's excited. <laughs> this is, and this feels like such a step up from the, his, his fight with Kaku. Yeah, that's the thing too. I, I I was sort of feeling that subconsciously as I was reading this. I was like, man, yeah, this is Zoro's like best fight in a minute because mm. the the Kaku one was is okay. Um, Kaku could could have worked out, but it just it got a little too silly for its own good. And this is just straight yeah, up. Little, no, this is this is master of his craft. No jokes. Master of yeah, his craft. Yeah, just played completely straight. <laughs> <laughs> Well, let's, let's get to that fight with chapter 467, Pirate Zoro versus Samurai Ryuma. And we, we got a theme here. Uh, where, Or maybe it's just Oda playing his hand where this has just been a running gag. And yeah. as we see for the later chapters, oh, this actually, this works out. Where he attacks the city with his lightning, asks questions later. It's like, I don't know what this is, but I'm going to attack it. He doesn't even seem to see anything alive. He's like, oh, I'm going to, like, here are these empty ruins. I'm just going to, like, blow it to hell. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a, why not? How dare this, this get in the way of my Vars? Yeah, it's just like, oh, this is here? Just zap. Yeah, go, go away. <laughs> yeah, which, again, yeah, is kind of the... That has been what he has done this entire cover story. And also, Jesus, this cover story is long. <laughs> yeah, it's. I don't know if it's our... I don't think it's our longest yet, but... It, it's definitely up there, and yeah. you, it also doesn't feel like it's ending anytime soon. Like you can see, it keep going. I feel like it might actually be close to the end, but I'm uh, genuinely unsure. <laughs> yeah, it's hard hard to say. But back into the chapter and the fight itself, I love how Ryuma's just like, ah, it looks like we're evenly matched because he shot a hole in the uh, the other side of Zoro, but Zoro did a slice. It's like, Ooh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which again, that is completely within like. Zoro's known abilities. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I it's just so cool and Brooke is basically just like holy crap. Okay, the samurai zombie must have been powerful in his, in his own time. Yeah, you think? <laughs> They're the same kinds of swords and the same kind of power. So, yeah. what will happen if their physical strength is equal? It's like this is incredible, but it's also going to be over very soon. Yeah. I also like props too for being one of like the rare main Zoro fights where he's like kind of at he he doesn't have any kind of handicap you know he's he's at full strength for this entire thing really <laughs> yeah he's he's at full strength but also it's it's still pushing him to a degree yeah. like this this feels like the first even match in a long time where it's not it's not because of some trick or some other thing it's just pure skill yeah and that's the the fun thing just seeing them kind of like pull like moves it's, it's like a back and forth yeah. What can you say? It's just a good fight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and then it was, it was a good fight, and then they go on the roof, and it becomes just awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the fact that they, uh, like, he blocked the freaking uh, two-sword-style castle gate and did nothing oh, but break open the yeah. roof. That's the, the same attack he used uh, to cut the, like, the train in two back in Water 7. Yeah. It's just like, all right, yep. <laughs> We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. 
Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Frankie and, Zora, uh, Frankie and Brooke, excuse me, are just, just trying to hang on as they're fighting on the roof with uneven footing as it breaks apart. And it really, as they point out, just goes to show the, how good they are that they can still fight like this. Yeah. The fun part about seeing them on the roof is like, uh, all the in- interesting kind of camera angles that Oda gets to play with where this is kind of like an above below um, sort of dynamic going on here. Yeah, absolutely. And you can see how Zoro digs in his swords to try to, try to keep his balance. And it, it's such a unique. Well, uh, well go ahead. <laughs> I was just going to laugh at the fact that Zoro's like, uh, my swords might break if this fight goes on for too long. Meanwhile, he's like trying to use his swords as like a stepping stone <laughs> just to, just to uh, hold his ground. Yeah, he, he's just put it, pushing him to that limit and. I mean, that was an, a line that impressed me. It's like, holy crap, he really is getting pushed as the swords. Other swords are getting broke just from, you know, a fight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not even a devil fruit power. But the entire roof gets topped off, and Zoro uses his one-sword-style flying dragon to match up with the three-pace hum, Notch Slash, and it's just like, good God. Yeah, that spread, just mid-air. Oh, it's so cool. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you can see the cut against uh, Ryuma going through. Don't quite see much with uh, Zoro. And that's when he's like, what? The wound's catching fire? What the heck? And Zoro lands on his back. And that's why that's why Ryuma's on fire. He lost. Yep. Yeah, I love that. Like, It's a very simple, just kind of like... Uh, turning a situation on its head right like you you we first see this scene we first saw the scene it looked like Zoro lost because he was the one falling down and just like with the shot of Ryuma you know like shot from below it looked you know he's looking very intimidating and powerful I, I love that turn on its head but hey the famous blade of the legendary samurai Shisui with you as its master this blade will surely be satisfied and that's a sick looking sword it is. Yeah, it is. It's definitely, I think, it's got to be one of Zoro's like most famous ones. <laughs> and yeah, that's when we get back to what they were talking about before. And we got get, get confirmation. The battle is over. And Brooke is still like amazed that they, they, the reunion ever gave her his all. He just says, it's unfortunate the body of the samurai must suffer a defeat. But uh, hey, as long as you feel shame, that's enough. A true swordsman in mind and body. I wish I could have seen you in your prime. And I, I like that little thing. It's like, you're not even fighting at your best. Yeah, no, seriously. And we get end, we, we end off with Brook getting his shadow back. And uh, Zoro just saying, the sword is mine to keep. But let's pretend this fight never happened to Sam, Samurai of the Wano country. What, a, what an ending. <laughs> just friggin' It's cool. So good. It's just cool. Just yeah, a I, great fight. Yeah big big fan of this one <laughs> and, and that's how Zoro gets his upgrade <laughs> yeah Zoro gets an excellent grade sword he has a curse sword and a, a, a memento sword and an excellent grade sword so that's that's pretty sweet <laughs> yeah <laughs> and and I feel like uh we sort of accomplished one of our goals of of Brooke getting a shadow back too so kind of yeah killing multiple birds with one stone here it's 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 there's a big chapter so yeah. i'm i'm god it's fun and it's not even quite over yet so we have the sbs where you got to laugh out of all this but yeah <laughs> first question was it's like hey how are so are the there's not just one mutt, mutt fruit there's a bunch there's like the dushlin model and there's the wolf model what's that all about it's like okay you could basically consider those different fruit entirely they're of this for zoan types they can be of the same species species uh origin 
but they're different otherwise. Which makes sense. Yeah, that's, I mean, I, always what I assumed. And the other mention here was like, hey, wait a second here. Uh, Usopp, there's no two powers that are the same. But this seems a bit different. That was being what was said in the uh, question corner in volume 45. Since the gum gum fruit was in the encyclopedia, that means that Luffy couldn't have been the one to eat, eat the first of its kind. What, what's all that about? It's like, oh, no, it's not contradictory. So basically what Usopp said is a, a different way. In this world, there are no two powers that exist at the same time. So there is a certain scholar who will appear in the upcoming story who will explain what the devil fruits are soon. Ha! <laughs> and I was like, Wait, I don't remember that coming up. Yeah. Like, and you, yeah, you're like that, that might have only just happened like a little bit ago. Yeah, I think if I could be forgetting something, first off, because uh, my my memory of One Piece is not perfect. If if he's referring to what I think he's referring to, I think something that happened in the manga last year. <laughs> wow. But it, it's funny. The both of uh, these two questions are kind of related, uh, and that's uh-huh. kind of. All I'll really say on that front. <laughs> I mean, it's something we, I mean, at least I theorized before with you because obviously you know more, but I was going off the idea that yeah, that, that's why there can only exist one at a time because whatever the devil, devil fruit is doesn't, you know, how does that work? And my assumption is that mm-hmm. when the person who has the devil fruit dies, trees blossoms where they where they died and that sprouts new fruit. Obviously, right. still don't confirm that or not, but I was like, that's what I was working off of. So I'm like, oh, other people didn't get that. But then you remember it's kids yeah. that are just getting clarification. Yeah. And I think, um, I like, the fact that an encyclopedia of Devil Fruits exists at all means that, like, that, yeah, they probably do, they're not one and done, yeah. basically. Yeah, as, like, they were, this exists and has existed and can come back. And I'm I'm pretty sure I said this last time we, we talked about, but, like, we do find out what happens to the to Devil Fruit when the user dies, like, just straight up. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With in in no uncertain terms, that is that is we got that. <laughs> but nice. there are still a lot we don't know about. And, and <laughs> of course, the I, I, I the explanation that I think Oda is referring to is also still very vague. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's so we're just kind of like, I feel like we still basically know nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the last bit we get from this SBS, though, is uh, somebody mentioned that they found something in volume 46 that one of the persons, p- people who come out of the snake is y- Yoru Sumaji Mask from his illustration book Color Walk 2. But who exactly is he? And it turns out this is Panda Man's rival, who's in the employee <gasps> of the Tomato Gang. This feels very Kinikuman. <laughs> I mean, t- Panda Man was muscle. a <laughs> Panda yeah. Man was made for Kinikuman, so <laughs> yeah, it fits. yeah. <laughs> oh goodness! But yes, Ryuma was defeated by Zoro, which means it's not time for Chapter Four Sixty Eight. It's time to talk about monsters, and this is a forty-six page one shot. So we're not going to be going into it like point by point like we do with the typical chapters. We're going to be treating this more like the movies, and. Yeah. To kind of just break down the overall plot, uh, we have a waitress named Flair uh, greeting a master swordman, swordsman named Shirano, who has come to town. And all the while, this other swordsman that's in here, our Ryuma, <laughs> is mm-hmm. like uh, basically starving to death. And uh, as, they're, as the, the Shirano and Flair are talking, he's like, ooh, food. And Flair feeds him, which basically gets him to be like, it's the first time Ryuma's eaten in five days. He was like, my mistress. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like, I'm 
uh, sworn to fealty, <laughs> basically. <Yes. laughs> and we also see that he has a bit of a quirk that if anybody, if a, another swordsman has their scabbard sort of knock against his, that to him is symbolism of a duel, like a, a scabbard yep. striking a scabbard. And uh, so he challenges uh, Shirano to a duel and it's just a one-stroke blade that Shirano is able to dodge under, but it cuts a bronze statue in half, but Shirano gets his sword at Ryuma's throat and defeats him. Well, and, and yeah, I love that Ryuma's just kind of like, you're not going to kill me? It's a duel to the death, blah, blah, blah. You know, like, <laughs> how dare how dare you? How dare you not kill me? <laughs> yes. It's like, it does, it, it does not end until that happens, and that's when the flare's like, hey, stop it. Hey, as, as you come in. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah which is just a great joke yeah yeah we see that he's powerful but he also still just lost to this master swordsman shirano all the while we have this weird guy named dr with dr plaster on his face who's just a third a third rate very oda <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh walking down the street of this town and as we as he's walking through he's like okay what's up with that we learned the past where there was a surprise attack seven years ago because a village tucked away in the mountains was attacked by a dragon and wiped out. The only survivor was Flair, who was rescued by Shirano, who regrets that she was the only one he was able to save. Uh, we should also mention that um, ten years ago, so three years before this attack, a dragon horn was stolen, which is able to call forth a dragon. But yeah, Flair is the only survivor. Ryuma gets this story and he's walking through town. He's all full up. He's basically just learning a bit. And that's when DR and Ryuma have their scabbards knock against each other. <laughs> so yeah. he challenges, except DR is obviously playing some kind of con because he has a knife sticking out of his belly all of a sudden. Yeah. You know, he's pretending like he's basically framing Ryuma. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, I see what you're doing. You're trying to get my dragon horn. And so, you know what? You know what? Screw you and screw this town for st stabbing me. I'm going to call the dragon and break the horn. Uh, so now nothing can stop it. So freaks out the town. The town immediately turns on him. It's like, what are you doing? Why did you do this? He's like, I didn't do anything. Stop blaming me. But nobody believes him. Yeah, he even gets slapped by poor Flair. Yeah, it's 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 too much. But Shirano comes in and is like, yes, this is a real dragon horn. Everybody needs to escape. I I need to fight this beast. I need to be the one to take it on because I, my honor demands it because of what happened years ago. So everybody must leave. And like, and Ryuma's like, you're going to die for some buildings? And they're like, shut right, up. They're going to evacuate anyway. It's cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, whatever. So the entire town evacuates except for Shirano, Flair, and Ryuma who decides to stick with uh, flare and she's just kind of describing just how terrifying dr the dragon can be but yeah. like she goes to like i can't take it i can't let shirano take his like waste his life like this i need to stop him and ryuma just like actually puts his sword to her throat like no turn around leave the stone leave the leave the town and she doesn't care she looks and that's when we get the big reveal shirano and dr are in cahoots yeah, they're con th this twist specifically feels very One Piece. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's very One Piece, and it's also very. I only have so many pages to get this story across, so we're gonna have these two villains just explain outright, laughing about it the entire time. How yeah. 
We called the dragon on that town seven years ago to rob them of their treasures. We're going to do the same to this one. And hey, this girl is even better because I was able to boost my reputation and get fame. And basically like, yeah, I killed everybody and I killed her parents, but it worked out because she was able to do this for me. It's like, wow. Was, just he putting just it all like out straight up stabs her dad. <laughs> oh, it's brutal because it's like, yeah, he just stabs him right through the mouth. Yeah. Yeah. Like this Oof. this is far more brutal than your typical one piece. <laughs> Not like egregious or anything, but harsher than you'd expect from Oda <laughs> from reading yeah, One Piece certainly. all the time. You know, Flair, of course, hears all this, Reem was with her, and she's like I'm not going to cry. I I I won't give in. I won't let they'll win if I moped about it. So, I'm not going to let that happen. So, she just walks off and goes inside and then actually starts breaking down, down and wailing in that very early Oda one way, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. Ryuma hears this, decides to t- t- take care of this and rushes off to confront the men. Basically takes them both on fights Shirano again, who, you know, is actually a good master swordsman despite being a con man and pff, takes him down on one stroke. Yep. No issue whatsoever. And that's when DR starts begging for his life. He's like, no, it took me three years to learn this and, and you know, I, I can stop it. So, you know, don't kill me. Don't kill me. And as we learn later, yeah, he, he didn't care. <laughs> he took out no, DR. Course. But the dragon shows up and uh, is ready to start laying waste to the buildings. But that's when uh, Flair, who's basically like, yeah, just kill me, dragon, whatever. I'm, I'm done yeah, she's, with she's, life. Yeah, she's the only one who didn't evacuate. She's resigned herself to die, more or less. Mm-hmm. But the dragon shows up. Ryuma goes to fight it in a crazy way, jumps up and cuts its head off in this great two-page spread. Yeah. Just I feel- no issue whatsoever. Obviously, I don't... So I don't remember when uh oda made this and how like long it is before one piece uh like obviously the the art here is a little bit rougher compared to like how one piece opens but like stuff like these spreads just like having some of the coolest like framing uh like that still is very oh his his framing is still fantastic yeah and just the way the way that like this blood splurts out from the dragon's neck like kind of framing the action is it's awesome it's great i love it <laughs> yeah it, it's 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 friggin' fantastic but yeah ryuma takes out this uh, this uh dragon and uh he's like hey i you know i hear dying isn't very fun so uh don't don't think about it anymore she's like why have i never heard of you you're so strong it's like eh, the true value isn't the, in the feats you achieved or the spoilers against what you protected plus i fought for you twice since i took out those guys and the dragon so when i come back feed me again that's when the town finds out what's going on. And earlier we should mention that uh, he was talking to the one guy at the bar who mentions that the strongest swordsman in the world is just known as a man named uh, De King. And they're like, and Ryuma's just like, man, I, I need, I should fight that guy because that sounds like a lot of fun. And that's when we learn as he's walking away that, oh, the full name is Ryuma De King because he never got to give his name until this point. And yeah. it's like... <laughs> Of all the swordsmen in the world, he has the biggest heart of a, of a great warrior. And he it's like everybody calls him the king because that's what that everyone he saves calls him. And it's just like, OK, mm-hmm. that's a good reveal. Yeah, it's a cool it's a cool way to bring things back around. Yeah. And I just, particularly, gosh, now in the context of just having watched a zombie Ryuma fight in one piece, you really you see that he's just like an honorable man. Yeah. 
completely honorable. And I, I love the idea that the, the, the strongest swordsman in the world doesn't know he's the strongest swordsman. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's, a great... that's a cool twist. You, you could actually get a pretty you know, decent hundred chapter manga out of that. Yeah, I feel like there's there's something very like almost like mythological about it of like here's you know like the story of a great man that kind of thing. Yeah, it's a great case study of early Oda and how it evolved into One Piece and how honestly some things are kind of uh, better than One Piece in some ways because honestly Flair's design is fantastic. Yeah, and I feel like even even early one piece i feel like you know oda's female character designs i think were just you know more more unique without feeling like copies of robin this? i mean the copies of yeah, nami yeah yeah <laughs> yeah or like like the, oda has two women it's either nami robin or just like somebody completely uh kind of grotesque and and or just a little off in the same way as like perona like you can see feel he's attempting to make it different yeah cuz i'm sure there's a criticism there's... at this point but yeah. yeah, there's something very like charming in '90s about uh, about his style in this era, and that's, yeah, I was really fascinated by the uh, the anime too because it feels like it's kind of splitting the difference. It's like it's not quite Oda's modern style, but it's it's updated. Uh, so I I thought they they did a really cool twist on the style. Yeah, it, it doesn't feel like this is the same world as One Piece. Like you, with Ryuma's design, you definitely get early Zoro from it. To a degree. Oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah, and you can sort of see the like, but it's not like this is Flair's early Nami. I mm-hmm. guess that's the yeah, big no. thing we're here. And the other interesting thing is, yeah, she feels like is, her own character. Yeah, the other interesting yeah. thing about this is like this is sort of like an almost an old West town, uh, more than yeah. anything else. This this does not take place in Wano, so there's no yeah. mention of Wano. He's just from Wano. Yeah, it's it could be anything. Honestly, like the structure of this, maybe just because of the mix of styles, it remind it, like this could be a live alive chapter. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like th- this could be a like I mean they already like grabbed like seven different manga artists to design seven different scenarios. Like here's one that could have been done by Oda. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> as far as the anime goes, it's basically the exact same story. I think Shirano's designed a little differently. Uh, Dr is definitely a little more grotesque. Too. Yeah, Dr is definitely more grotesque. And uh, there's other small differences here and there. Like the dragon actually burns some of the buildings before Ryuma is able to take it down. And this, yeah. no building gets taken out. Um, so there's a bit more threat. And the, actual, and the actual fight with the dragon is more than just the single stroke. Yeah. They, I, I mean, they, they do some really cool camera angles with it. And they, they kind of, I love that. They, the sort of black and white flare they do as he uh, cuts the dragon. It's, I definitely got the vibe that there is definitely like some some scheduling issues and some some animation issues. Like it's not it's not ugly or anything, and it's not it's not the worst thing I've seen, but it definitely like has its shortcuts mm-hmm. for for what you would expect for like a for like a Netflix. Well, I guess Netflix anime are all kind of over the place. It it feels like they didn't have as much time as they maybe wanted, but it it looks good in all the right places. Yeah, it, it does the job because like I was I was. Yeah. It looks like an average episode of an anime. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You can see where they like, okay, we're going to still frame it here just to save on budget. Like when Flair's yeah, hearing yeah. all that stuff and it's just focusing on her mouth and she's not, you know, doing anything. And, you know, it's very static and they get to reuse the laughing and all that all the time. But there's also a lot of like violent thing happens, cut to black. Yeah, yeah. Like before you see the impact, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. I also like, I, I don't know if it's intentional. I wouldn't be surprised considering it's Oda, but... 
Shirno and the mustache kind of reminds me of, you know, he doesn't have the, a big nose, but it's kind of like Cyrano. That's what I was thinking. I, I was wondering, I was like, is this a pun that the, the translation is not getting or is it like, or is it its own thing? Or is it like an unintentional reference or like, is it even a reference at all? Yeah. I was like, yeah, is this like, is this like, like, like Cyrano, like, like Cyrano de Bergerac? <laughs> it it no? kind of feels okay. like that way, especially because the way he's dressed and whatnot. He just doesn't have yeah, exactly. the nose for it. Yeah. So I was like, huh. Which, honestly, if he did have a bigger nose, it would fit with the whole lying aspect, like a little hint of that. It would, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the anime is actually well done. I I do recommend either reading it or watching it. Honestly, both, just to see the differences, because it's not a long long read. It's not a long... It's only 25 minutes for the anime. And I actually watched it in English. Did you watch it in English? Oh, really? Yeah, I watched it subbed. Okay. The narrator is Christopher Sabat. <laughs> oh, okay. Of course. Okay. I was not entirely sure because the, the narrator is Kazuya Nakai. So the, they, they got Zoro for both. Yes. And I did. And I also heard Christopher Sabat a few times throughout the, uh, some of the yeah. extras. <laughs> like, yeah. You've been watching Funimation anime for long enough. You know your Sabat. <laughs> you, you know, you know, you, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad. I wasn't entirely sure if they would like, are they going to get like, you know, because also, there's, you know, the, the anime adds a scene right at the end that is the the end of the fight from Thurler Bark. Yeah, and that's <laughs> so what made like, it so... Are they like, get Zoro for that? <laughs> I, I watched this before you, and I'm like, dude, we did luck out. Like, it's so perfect. <laughs> yeah, I was not expecting that, that they were just like, oh, hey, here it is. Here's and- <laughs> zombie Ryuma on fire, passing the sword to Zoro. Man, yeah, just straight up that part that we just covered 10 minutes ago in the podcast. That's great. Uh, amazing. And uh, yeah, it's a good time. It's a good time. Obviously, I'm glad, you know, we could spend an entire episode on this going over the little details here and there. But I think it was an overall thing. It's a, a sort of an addendum to Ryuma's character. It does make yeah. you appreciate Ryuma as a fighter and how he's so honorable and, you know, how he does have his quirks. But I like in the sense that, you know, I, I like several things from this. One, it indicates that Zoro defeated a man that was considered the best in the world at one point. However, mm-hmm. it doesn't negate Ryuma because he's in a zombie body. It's not his own body. So he's yeah, not his exactly. full strength. Yeah. So there is that aspect as well. He's still very good, but it's not his full strength. And the third thing I didn't realize until I was we were doing the chapter, like looking over the chapters again. Mm-hmm. Do you remember what Zoro defeated Ryuma with? Oh, no. It was his dragon attack. And if you look at the dragon in that chapter, it has the same long neck as the dragon from Monsters. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Also, the anime adaptation added a a subtitle to Monsters. They called it 130 Mercies Dragon Damnation, uh, which is... I was going to ask you why. (laughs) That's an attack from way later. (laughs) Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, and why did they add that? Moves. <laughs> it's a very random thing out of context. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, I was but, so confused. Um, I think the the feat of Ryuma as like the best swordsman in the world cutting a dragon, um, I think will will be very thematically significant for reasons we'll get to way later. <laughs> I, I, mean, I imagine so. Because we have not seen just dragons show up in this in yeah. in one piece but yeah uh, it's a very special thing so don't we'll, we'll, yeah it, it's not it's meant to be a like oh you know even even in this sort of wild wacky world it's like oh dragons <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah well, that's cool so yeah. yeah that's the monsters one shot obviously there's a way more details in there but that's the overall idea of it and yeah yeah it's 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 well done it's it, again if you want to take a look at early oda it's it's very fascinating in that in that way 
yeah and now it's on you know the manga's on the viz app it's very real easy to read you know mm-hmm. anime's on netflix you know just <laughs> dive in i recommend it it's yeah good. absolutely so yeah let's go ahead and get back to one piece with chapter 468 pirate chopper versus mystery man hogback and what the hell is happening with Neru? <laughs> yeah, well, he, 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 because he uh, shoots first, asks, asks questions later, he seems to have reactivated the ancient city. I guess so, but here's the weird thing is that those things look like the spacey. <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they weren't on the moon before, so why, is they, why do they look the same? What the heck? <laughs> <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> I, I, I have no oh, idea. Lord. I am, like, yeah. so confused on where this is going to go. But we start out uh, in the chapter itself with uh, Ch- Chopper and Robin actually being defeated already <laughs> because, uh, yeah, they, they as we mentioned last time, they're fighting Zoro and, and Sanji's uh, zombies as well. And yeah, Sanji's zombie has been fully integrated now because he actually did try to kick Robin. Right, because the, um, the, the penguin before he did like... He swooped in when Nami was in trouble, right? Yes, and he wouldn't even yeah. hit Lulu. Right, yeah, yeah. So there, was, there still was that speck of, of, of Sanji. And, and I guess that goes back to what uh, Moria said earlier, too. Just like, it was like yeah, he, he's not panicking because Auras will come around is sort of his mm-hmm. thinking. Yeah, so they are just completely loyal to him at that point. It's, it's not looking good, and Hogback is, you know, laughing about it all. It's like, all right, Sindri, finish him off. And <laughs> that's before she can even do anything. Chopper's just like, okay, I got to get this off my chest. Like, yeah, you're, this is the kind of person you are. It's like, I used to respect you as a doctor because of, because of in your zombie research, death comes so suddenly. So for the dead and those left behind, there's many things left unsaid and no one expects them to come back and live on for several more years. It's amazing if they can live again, if for only a few minutes, because then they might be able to get that closure, that last little bit of closure. So that's why I respected you. This is a really dialogue-heavy chapter, but I really love this like back and forth of ideals between Chopper and Hogback because you really, I feel like a- as things go on, you 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 really start to see Hogback is just like a terrible human being, um, but like just the relationship of like I, I guess like between doctors and and like life and death basically. Yes, and just how doctors view their intelligence and command of the of the human body, because uh, mm-hmm. you know. The thing is, this isn't like it's versus, but it's not. It's a, as you said, it's a clash of ideals. It's not a fight. Hogback yeah. doesn't fight. <laughs> but yeah, that, that Hogback breaks it down. It's like, oh, pff, what do I care about people? I practice surgery for money, but all those annoying patients just kept it, uh, coming to me. Please save me. Please save me. It's such a pain. So, you know, go ahead and respect me if you want to, but you have no right to be disappointed in me because you don't know me. And then just like Chopper says, I don't even consider you a doctor anymore. Yeah. <laughs> and just, you know, the way he's, you know, he's making a mockery of people's lives and just, oh man. Oof. Yeah. It, it's, it's Chopper's like really upset about this, which is understandable. It's like, yeah. Hey, and how about just retorts? Like, how can you say such terrible things about me? Because they're not, al- how can you say they're not alive after seeing them move? They've gained a second life through this miracle. And how could you deny the significance of this? And this is when things kind of get dark. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, like all this time, Sindri has been sort of giving flack to Hogback, but we see that she does have to listen. 
She's mm. like, all right. He kicks her to the floor and says, hey, lick the lick the floor, Sendry. And she just she does it. And then that's when we, we sort of we get into this whole like backstory thing about about the hogback goes on about like the painting or the photo or whatever earlier, like of Sindri, the real life at, the actress where like basically hogback was like a fan uh who got turned down and then hogback was like well now i'm gonna make you mine and the the whole thing about like just like m- making this woman he loved into like an obedient version is uh, it's creepy. surprisingly it's creepy it's yeah. messed up yeah like there is some moria has some messed up uh people with working for him yeah and and i guess that's the thing too like we sort of because at first it is just like, oh, Dr. Hogback is, you know, he's turning humans into zombies. Like, okay, he's obviously doing a very bad thing and he believes that he's in the right. Um, but it's sort of like it goes from that to just like you really see the way that he views other people is like sort of below him. And that people, this is the way that he treats a loved one. It's just like she turned me down. So I'm going to make sure that she can't turn me down ever again, basically. Basically. Yeah. Because, you yeah. know, he, he basically just took advantage of the fact that she had that accident and mm-hmm. like made that condition to Moria. That's like, all right, I'll do this for you, but uh, we need to revive Sindri and she must be mine. I don't, I didn't care about the personality or anything like that. It's like, <sighs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's surprisingly uncomfortable. Like the, I feel like, the implications of and and really it's not even really implications it's like it's not subtext it's just the text <laughs> yeah <laughs> it pretty much and chopper's just arguing it's like she's not human don't like a creature whose soul and body are unconnected is not a human being at all so you, all you're doing is creating monsters so you've caused as much misery for the people as for the zombies that you've created so both the souls yeah. and the zombies are being tortured by this stop this and yeah He's just like, uh, no. This is a, I, I, man, I, I love like seeing Chopper like this. Well, 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 yeah. I don't like seeing the poor boy angry, but sort of like him ha- like getting to reaffirm his ideals about being a doctor through basically his exact opposite, I think is makes for a really cool moment. Yeah, we've not had him in this situation before. Yeah. He's taking it, on another doctor. Yeah, because it's like it, it isn't a like fight in the traditional sense, but I feel like it is a really cool exploration of of Chopper's character. And yeah, he he suffers the the, the plates from Sindri, having them smashed on him over and over again, and basically just pleading with her is like, you don't have to listen to him, and she's actually stronger than you think, and she is beating the living tar out of, of Chopper. yeah, he's kind of kicking him and holding him back. And he just keeps like, what would your family think? You're patched together with those ugly scars, fabricated like some expendable soldier. Your family doesn't want to see you like this. You were born with both a body and a soul, but that soul died a long time ago. And yet your body is being forced to follow order. Where's the meaning? Human beings need more than that to be free. Hogback's the ones not treating them like humans. Yeah. Because he's just like, yeah, I'm bringing people back to life. I'm great. It, right. Like, it, it just, I feel like the speech feels so informed, too, about like Chopper's own past and you know, where he's coming from with uh, with Dr. Hero look and stuff like that of just, I don't know. I, I see these ideals and I, I feel yeah. like I can understand exactly where he's coming and, from. And you can see why I'd like the, that research just to get that la- those last moments with Hero Luke. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it, he was it, never it, able to properly apologize for what he did. Yeah. And it feels like Hogback is making a mockery of all of that, basically. Yeah. It'd be like Hero Luke coming back and being not himself. And that would be yeah, torturous. Right. Like you wouldn't want to see that. <laughs> yeah. 
And they they try to purify her, but it uh, it it didn't work because Sanji and Zoro get in the way. Yeah, which is some much needed levity. <laughs> yeah, like thank goodness. Surprisingly dark this chapter got. <laughs> and uh, yeah, th- because of that, the, 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 uh, of the two of them like sort of getting in the way of uh, freaking uh, of each other, be thanks to Robin, really. Yeah, they start fighting each other. <laughs> yeah, it's just like oh, they've still got like. <laughs> I feel like this is a it's funny but it's also like yeah I think kind of an exploration of the indomitable human spirit it's just like no mm. matter what like yeah there's still Zoro and Sanji in there no matter uh, in this changed form so <laughs> it's sort of Oda's able to play with it in a really smart way it's like well you know they're, they're zombie forms so they're not themselves but also like these are them fighting is such an integral aspect of these characters that they can't <laughs> help but fight it's it's funny but it's also really poignant yeah i love the way uh chopper and robin work together where robin just shuts hogback's mouth yes <laughs> and it's like oh i wonder what will happen if things keep going without any orders and then she just says oh this tower seems really tall why haven't you told us to jump off the, uh, the ledge it's like like well yeah i'll say that as many times as i want jump both of you jump off the ledge he got bugs buddied <laughs> <laughs> so that's what, exactly what they do oh man that's just just uh, it's good classic cartoon humor <laughs> yeah it really is and um i don't need to worry about purifying him all luffy will take care of moria so we'll take care of that all i want to do is beat you up and oh, man. like sindri buy me some time i'm getting out of here and then it ends with sindri's body not being able to move and crying from and from crying him. yeah and Ooh. oh man this I had completely forgotten all about this plot line, but like it is actually really good. <laughs> yeah. I I think that's where Thriller Bark shines is these smaller moments. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I <laughs> If you couldn't tell just by the complete reverse in tone uh in this episode versus last week, it's just, <laughs> this is so this much is, better than last week. It has so many good character moments just for just Zoro and Ryuma and Chopper and Robin and oh, and, and Sindri. Poor yeah. Sindri. <laughs> Just wow. <laughs> yeah. But let's keep going with chapter 469. Come out here, Straw Hat Pirates. And and Arrow's getting thanked because he charged up everything. So they all ran out of batteries, which is why. So we had this this whole society on the moon that ran on electricity. But then ran out of electricity somehow. So, but now everybody's back and um, I have a thought, but I'm going to save it for the final one. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, I, I believe I, that's, I think I can mention it there. Let me double check. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to, I can save it for next time. That's interesting in and of itself, but we'll get to something else later for now. Yeah. Sindri's body won't move. And Hogback's like, what are you talking about? And stop with the fake tears. You're yeah. following my, you need to follow my orders. So I, I love the idea that like, like Chopper's speech basically got through to, to the real Sindri. Yeah. The body of Sindri is somehow responding because it's not the soul of Sindri in there. Yeah. I don't know. Who knows who's apparently who the soul of the soul within Sindri is the one who hates plates. Yeah. <laughs> so, Oh boy. Just talking about this and Robin is able to contain her and all that. But, unfortunately she's not able to fight through she's ready to uh, kill that's why Robin has to contain her and Hogback immediately starts trying to run off and there's like oh there's some sort of shaking and uh, it's oars again and Chopper's able to tackle him 
And he just, Hogback just goes off. He's like, how dare you You pretend to be human and try to side with the corpses? You're no, you're a freaking monster. I love this line from Chopper, too. Chopper tells him, our captain can get monsters, cyborgs, beasts, perverts, and extremely pessimistic people to work under him. But he doesn't need to make these voiceless corpses to submit to him, which is <laughs> just awesome. I just, I love that line. <laughs> that is so good. I love how Sanji's thrown under the bus with the perverts line. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I just th- th- there's so many great things about that that makes it work as a joke but but it's also the belief in Luffy as a captain it's just like it doesn't matter who it, it, it's it, it's I guess it's like Hogback doesn't even understand right it's like why are you doing this you're not even human you know it's it's like it's not about being human or not it's it's the um oh god what's the word I'm looking for it, it's like the charisma of the person leading I guess it's the soul, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. It, 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 basically. <laughs> and the other great thing, I, again, I love the team up between Chopper and Robin, where they work together to do a Rob, Rob, Robbie Cho suplex against Hogback. I'm like, yes, that's awesome. Robin grows extra limbs under Chopper so that he goes like super high into the air. And then you just see like, like Chopper holding on to Hogback, just like, Oh God, he's going to suplex him from like, <laughs> not my, freaking like not 30 feet in the brain. air. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and at first I was disappointed. Yeah. Cause we just moved straight to the next scene. <laughs> yeah. We don't get to see it because in- instead we go back to Moria and Luffy where Oars has returned and has become obedient. I I'm I was actually somewhat surprised by this. I I thought just based on all of the gags of Oars, uh, you know, not you know, just being too much like Luffy, that I didn't think he'd actually submit under control. Yeah, I didn't think he'd submit. I think this is <laughs> this is definitely as we'll see our challenge for this because Perona's done, Hogback's done. We don't know about uh, the uh, Absalom yet, and Moria's still not done, but. There's running out of people to take down, and Ors presents a kind of a big problem. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> quite literally. Yeah, and Moria basically runs off. Is like, all right, you play with Ors, I'm out of here. And Ors prepares to do his gum gum bell, even though he can't stretch, and yep. <laughs> bash through the wall into the room where Ch- Robin and Chopper were getting ready to to uh, suplex Hogback, and unfortunately, they're yep. not able to. Uh, yeah, I was I, I I felt a little bit of blue balls from this. <laughs> it's just oh, I was so ready for a good, just good meaty finisher from Chopper. <laughs> yeah, instead all we get is Hogback pinned under the under the rubble and you know barking orders at Sindri to get the get it off of him. Which to be fair, it does give Sindri time to like you know no <laughs> and yeah that little smile that that she does you know to thank Chopper almost. Yeah, it, that's really good and. I I don't know this for sure, but did Orz just kill Hogback? I think so. I think so. I've Death is a funny thing in One Piece. Is so this I'm our gonna... first death, like, like in modern, like, in present One Piece, I guess? Other than, like, Mooks, the, like, from the yeah. early stuff with Buggy. I, I'm going to hold out on that one. I'm genuinely not sure if, if Hogback dies from that. I feel like he should, but... I, One I, piece. <laughs> I mean, I'll take him dying instead of uh, from 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 ores from his own creation. Get that whole yeah, uh, yeah aspect that's of a good it. Point. Rather than um, taste your own medicine. Yeah, rather than get take care of all of that. But I I have 
I have no idea. It's it's so hard. Yeah, We've been faked out on death so many times. So yeah. Uh, at the same time, I feel like like Oda really played up Hogback being such a like an irredeemable monster that just like yeah, if there was any guy who was gonna get like taken out by his own creation, it, it would be Hogback. I, I think so. Yeah. But I'm I'm genuinely unsure. Yeah, Oris is on the the attack, and. Uh, as Usopp is running along, being like, what's with all the shaking? Here comes Oris chasing after him. And then within the same building of the church, here comes Oris's foot. As he's yeah, I was going to say, Tekinami. this is, is all over the place now. <laughs> yeah, just every aspect of him is disrupting it. And it's just enough of a distraction that Absalom is able to kidnap Nami again. I feel very foolish for assuming that the fight was over <laughs> the last yeah, week. Yeah, for some reason I got the feeling that it wasn't over, but yeah. We'll see what comes of that. Instead, we we'll just again have this Luffy zombie just wreaking havoc, and Zoro and Brooke and, and Frankie see it. Like it's it, or is just immediately bringing everyone together. Yeah, I feel like we've transitioned to like Ors being the major threat for at least this next chunk of chapters or so. For sure. Yeah. And basically, it's a huge evacuation as Moria's running at, uh, running away. Uh, it's like, oh, you're coming after me. I think your friends might need help with your your zombie. It's like, no, no, no. I'm gonna I'm gonna take care of you first, Moria. They can handle him. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Luffy's got his eyes on the prize, man. <laughs> mm. And Absalom got away back to the church, and uh, it's like, all right, I'll go, let's go to some place together, uh, someplace else together to marry you. And fortunately, the sleeping Ooh. drug seems to be lasting. It's like, ugh. Boo. And we see, and we see uh, Perona's zombies getting her out of here before it collapses. She's, she's fine, but knocked out, still foaming at the mouth. Yeah. <laughs> and basically, Chopper and Robin meet up with Usopp at the Wonder Garden as they're looking out over. We failed to mention it before, but their wanted posters are pinned to Orz's arm, so he knows what they all look like. He's basically been told to take them all out. Yeah, everybody's freaking out. We've got this huge two-page spread of, you know, Oris saying, come on out, Straw Hats. And <laughs> everybody's freaking out. And, of course, Zoro the Freak is just like, all right, sounds like fun. Yeah, it's like, oh, we got to we gotta take out this thing? It's like, oh, I'm down. <laughs> <laughs> Time for a raid boss. <laughs> Pretty much. Holy crap. So that brings us to our final chapter uh, for this set. 470, Oris versus the Straw Hat Pirates. And... This is the thing that got me like, oh my yeah. god. Yeah, here's here's the lore, by the way. <laughs> An education in paintings, the ancient Moonanites with wings. First of all, I gotta laugh out of Moonanites because that made me think of Aquatine Hunger Force. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, which was the thing, I believe, at this time. It was definitely around the early 2000s. So this Moon yeah. the Aquatine was definitely a thing at this point. For sure. But the people who lived on the moon had wings. Yes. So I Basically, the the Shandians and the Skypians are they're from they're descendants of Moon people. I, I think is the implication here. I, I think so. Somehow, yeah. this bit of lore completely went over my head the first time I read this. Oh, me, me too. Yeah, and it 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 only I only went back to it because there's something from way later on that that ties back into this. <laughs> I was wow. like, oh, th there's something kind of kind of sort of how do I put this. When it is introduced, it is unrelated. You, you kind of think it's unrelated to uh -huh. like the the Skypeans and Shadians, and you're like, oh, like, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so there, there, there was a moment where I was like, wait, One Piece has moon people, and then I was like, oh, One Piece has always had moon people. <laughs> yeah, it's it, it kind of explains. Was the old man on Skypea? I don't think he had wings. 
I did he have wings? Oh, I don't think he had wings, but yeah, and the like place where he was, um, actually, oh my god, yeah. So the place he he looked like the architecture of like when he was like on Earth, it looked very Japanese. Yeah, <laughs> so I'll just I'll say just straight out. Oh, like, was he God? In is Wano? he in Wano? <laughs> Which makes sense is <laughs> as much as I'll say about that. That, that makes sense, I, sadly. I can't oh believe the damn wings of the Skypeans <laughs> ties into the freaking moon, which yeah. somehow ties into Wano. What the hell is Oda cooking? I, what is he cooking, indeed? Um, but also, I do remember we talked about this during, like, the the flashback in Skypea, where we were like, wait, the Shandians, or the people who, like, became the Shandians later, they always had wings even before they went up into the sky, right? On Jaya. I th- think so. So... That I, I want to say what happened is, like, there must have been something of, like, I'm spitballing here, by the way. This is, I'm not yeah, confirming yeah. or denying anything. This is, this is pure theory on my point of, like, there was some sort of, like, immigration that happened from the moon to the sky to the sky to the earth, I think, yeah. is what happened. Because, like, as far as we know, the people who are, you know, the, the, the indigenous people of Jaya, like, seemingly always had wings while they were there. Which is, there's so many fascinating little, like, just from this one little image alone, there's, like, uh, oh, oh. <laughs> it, kinda, it, blows, it blows the door down on a lot of stuff, which is just I mean, the hole keeps getting deeper. <laughs> yes, yes, it does. From this, from this weird chapter to like, you would never think a Nehru goes to the moon would g- give you this stuff. Like, it has no yeah. connection to the, the I love story. Piece, it's just man. weird. <laughs> this is why I love. Oh. Either way, uh, the first the first matchup we have for, with Oars is Sanji. <laughs> Oh no! Yeah, so, so we get this like, wow, Sanji is just getting dwarfed by Oars. That's that's not I love, good. I love that even though he is under Moria's command, he's like Luffy. That's the name of my enemy. My name is Oars. Nice to meet you. <laughs> with like with the scary <laughs> font, it, it's funny. <laughs> it's really funny, and I love this joke uh, where everybody's just like, oh crap, Sanji's in trouble. And we get Oars looking at Sanji's wanted post, and it's like identical. You're with the pirates too. <laughs> <laughs> Of the first people. one to realize that Sanji's yeah. like Sanji's wanted poster. <laughs> yeah, that's a good gag. Oh, God, there's there's so many good underrated gags that come from the stupid wanted mm. poster. <laughs> but yeah, I got I got a big I got a big laugh out of that, and uh, or starts saying his gum gum is like, oh God, he can stretch. He's become a rubber beast too, and he's like, nope, he <laughs> just but he has a long reach, so he has gum gum scythe, and he tries to. I love that Ors is making up new gum gum attacks. Yeah. <laughs> It's amazing. And of course, Robin realizes like, oh, she would know. Of course she would know. And Sanji tries to hit him with the, the Collier club and uh, whatever. But it, it, it's blocked by oars. And the crazy thing is, is from what we can tell, he jumps, gets behind Sanji and just smacks him into the wall. Yeah, I was what I couldn't quite read that panel at first. Where it's just like it looks like he disappeared. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it really seems that way. And he's, he grabs Sanji. He's ready to just take, take him apart. When Usopp with the save with the Firebird star setting his hair on fire, which causes him to drop Sanji. It looks like he throws him just into the ground. Yeah. And that's why he's like trying to put out the fire. Not like in any real panic way, but he's like, oh, those three are my posters as well. And then the, uh, Frankie's shooting at him trying to get his attention away from uh, Usopp and the others. And... My God, the way he's able to just disappear and be so fast yeah. and he just drop kicks the friggin' building they're on. I got to admit, man, Oars is like, 
legitimately terrifying. <laughs> it's like, the fact he, that he's fast. He's yeah, it's that he's fast and he's that huge. And I, I wonder if the, the speed might be like Luffy that might be the Luffy in him. But it's just like Oda is able to really sell just like the raw destructive force of this so well. And more like more so than anything on Thriller Bark. This is like like oh no, this is like final boss level. <laughs> yeah. And the fact yeah. that freaking Zoro tries to do his double gorilla split, like he buffs up his arms and all that, goes to use it. And he just ducks under it and uses the gum gum volcano to just launch Zoro into the sky. Good God. He's like, he's going to die if he falls from that high. Frankie tries to shoot. Nope. Dodged it. Gets a building plum, like just slammed into him. Yeah. So that takes care of Frankie and Brooke that are just down. Robin's able to save Zoro with her spider net, but nope, it's not enough. He, he slams another piece down and it's too big. It's just yeah. in just a few pages. He has dismantled every member Everybody. of the Straw Hats. Yeah, everybody's down. <laughs> the only two that are still up are Nami, who's technically asleep still, and, and Luffy, who's chasing after Moria. Yep. Wow. And just that, that final shot really feels just like it's game over. <laughs> like, what it's a way to end this chapter. Really fast. Yeah, I know. What? Wow, man. Again... I have no idea if Thriller Bark is any good or not. <laughs> I feel like that's my big takeaway is like, I loved this set of five chapters and then like loathed the previous five. It is a up and down set for sure, where you can have some brilliant stuff and then just have it sort of knocked away. The thing is, I think this would be a still a very uh, a, a well-regarded set if it wasn't for the perversion. Yeah, that that really is just like the dark cloud hanging over everything is just and, and and like it isn't even really that big of a thing in the grand scheme of things. Like no, like the Absalom Sanji stuff is you know it's like a few chapters at max. You know it's pr- spread out. Like Absalom's antics are a very small part of what this is, but it's so bad that it does kind of it does sort of rot the rest of it. Yeah, it overwrites everything else. You're like ugh. <laughs> yeah. So, but but like I'm enjoying this stuff so much that I don't know maybe this time around I don't know I I can see it more for the positives. The the thing is I think it's this point that it's going to be really decisive on whether we like Thriller Bark or not. Yeah, because, I think so because I remember the fight against Ors taking a long time. Yeah, yeah. Now, re- granted, I I believe I was reading it week to week at this point, so it probably mm-hmm. felt. Oh, long. okay. I, I, of course, yeah. <laughs> the the manga had just gotten to the time skip, or not, not just gotten. They were a little bit, a little ways into the time skip uh, when I first started reading it. So I was, of course, like binging Thriller Bark. And maybe because, I don't know, there's just sort of that feeling of wanting to get through it where you're like, it feels like it's taking forever because you just want to get to the next thing. So, yeah. I, and, and in some ways, that feels like it's not fair to it, where you, I just, I, like, I'm trying to take it for its own merits. And like, yeah. there, there are a lot of merits. So there's, there's yeah. a lot of merit so far. They've been able to like, we yeah. got everything with Brooke. We got the chopper stuff. We got a great Usopp fight. We got a great Zoro fight. Like there, there are, there are definite, definite highlights here. Frankie and Robin getting a nice spotlight. Yeah. It's better than I remember, but yeah, I, it's, I, straight it's up, all yeah, a matter I if agree. you can stick the landing. Yeah, for sure. That, that seems to be the final piece is the, is the ending. So We'll get there. We're we're surprisingly close. <laughs> we're almost done with this arc, actually. <laughs> I believe way. we only have like twenty chapters before 
the end. Yeah, yeah. So we'll let's, find out. Let's keep on going. Yep. So with that said, I believe we've said all we've wanted to say about chapters 466 to 470 of One Piece, along with the monsters manga and OVA. Thank you so much for listening, and you can find more of my ramblings and stream VODs over at BitNerd Games on YouTube or BitNerd with an underscore at the end on Twitter. And Brandon, where can everyone find you at? I am at BrandonBovia on Twitter, talking about anime manga games and my job. And uh, speaking of speaking of flawed masterpieces, I'm... I'm I'm halfway through Yu-Gi-Oh! GX. <laughs> well, just kidding. It's it's been very flawed, um, but I'm my memories of the last half of the show are fairly positive, so I'm I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> That's awesome. So yeah, we'll uh, have to see if we end up with a positive uh, outlook on that. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> keep an eye out and hey if you'd like to help us out more you can support the podcast over at patreon.com slash Derek Bittner that's D-E-R-R-I-C-K-B-I-T-N-E-R to listen to the next episode ad free three days early and make sure to return next time as we discuss chapters 471 to 475 of One Piece so until then my friends bye remember to take life one piece at a time As long as you feel shame, that's enough. You're a true swordsman in body and spirit. Wish I could have met you in your own era. I'll take the sword, all right. But let's pretend like this fight never happened. Okay with you, samurai from Wano? <laughs> <laughs>